0: Let's go to God and pray and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, thank you for this opportunity to proclaim your word. I pray now that everything that we say and do, uh, that it will be pleasing in your sight. Hide me behind the cross that your people may see you clearly and in seeing you might come to know you and those who know you might come to grow in you. We ask your blessings now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Exhausted, uh, drained, uh, beat up, beat down, uh, perpetually peppered by pain, problems, and predicaments. I I don't know about you, but it it just seems like I, I have been going through an unending assault on my spirit. Uh, I I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe it's it's partly COVID. Maybe it's just uh, partly the emotional stress of dealing with this global grief. Uh, Maybe it's the apparent insanity that I believe is directly tied to the stress that many people are facing and and dealing with in our world today. I mean, I I can't even watch the news uh, without feeling some kind of way when the news goes off. And I think all of us, if, if we were honest, uh, we, we have spent not just the better part of the last year, but for some, even prior to COVID, you have spent uh, time and energy trying to find relief for what plagues you in life. Uh, you, you have tried different things, and especially with COVID, this, th- this issue has been exasperated because we we couldn't even do the things we used to do to try to find relief we couldn't go to the places we used to go we couldn't see the people we used to see we couldn't hang out where we used to hang out we couldn't do the things that we used to do to find relief for the stress for the pressure that we have felt in life we have literally been searching for peace Some of you have tried to find a a monicum of peace in in maybe meditating or exercising, maybe in in praying. Maybe you've tried to find peace and relief in pharmaceutical. Products, whether they are over the counter or illegally acquired, maybe uh, you've been drinking, and if you were a drinker before COVID, you've been drinking more since COVID, and in the midst of COVID, trying to find some kind of relief, looking for a time out in life. I know what somebody just said. Did pastors say drinking and drugs? I absolutely did, because I think there are many of us who have been stretched to a place where we are doing what we may have thought we would never do and doing it at a level that we thought we would never do it. But here's what the Word of God teaches us, that in the midst of whatever it is that we are going through, God has the ability to give us the one thing that can help us make it through. That's peace. See, there's somebody right now, you are looking for peace. A peace of mind, peace in your home, peace on your job, peace with your spouse. You you, you just want peace. And God says in his word that his peace is available. So the question is not so much do you need peace, but the question may be better asked is how do you access, acquire, and have peace in your life? Today for a few moments, I want to talk to you from the thought, finding peace for your life. Finding peace for your life. Our foundational text is John. Fourteen, verse 27 and I want to share with you uh, out of this verse and several other verses some very simple principles uh, to help you get on the path of finding peace here's the first thing I want you to see as you are looking for peace in the midst of your pandemic number one you need to understand the difference between worldly and godly peace You need to understand the difference between worldly and godly peace. John 14, verse 27, the ESV translation reads as follows. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus, in John 14, distinguishes between the peace that he gives and the peace that the world gives. Uh, The peace of the world is a peace that is really rooted in avoidism and escapism. And what I mean by that is simply this. Uh, People, when they talk about peace, they, they, they talk more about the absence of conflict going on around them. They talk about the removal of stressful situations or removing themselves from stress-filled situations. Um, They're talking about uh, deliverance out of circumstances. They're they're talking about what's going on around them. And and many times when we hear people talk about peace, uh, the peace that is reached is tenuous at best because it is typically dependent upon two people agreeing on what is peaceful and then taking their fragility and trying to make sure that they can create something permanent out of this arrangement between frail, fragile creatures. Uh, Jesus says, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. This is the Greek word arenae, And this idea of of peace, uh, the English transliteration would be Irene. This idea of of peace has to do with uh, being bound together, being woven uh, together, so there is no uh, conflict or turmoil or anything disjointed, but everything is connected together. It's, It's in this context describing a sense of internal contentment internal contentment independent of external circumstances. Let me say that again. The peace of the Lord is really about internal contentment despite external circumstances. The biggest difference between Jesus' peace and the peace of the world, the peace of the world is dependent upon circumstances around you. The peace of Jesus can exist even in the midst of turmoil going on around you because his peace is internally rooted. How many times have you listened to somebody, or maybe you yourself, wanted to just say, if you didn't say it, I I just need some peace. I need some peace and quiet, right? But, But here's what I've learned. You can't have peace and quiet sometimes even when it's peaceful and quiet around you. Because sometimes the trouble and turmoil is not rooted in what's going on around you. Sometimes it's what's inside of you. And Jesus says, I have come and I have provided for you an opportunity to have peace. Uh, You remember Jesus was on the ship. The storm was raging and the disciples are frantic because it looks like the ship is not going to make it and, and then they find Jesus asleep. And they say to to the master, they say, Master, don't you care that we're perishing? How, How can you be asleep in the midst of a storm? There's a storm going on around us. But Jesus was able to rest because he had an assurance on the inside that was not dependent upon what was going on on the outside. And then he came to the top of the ship and made the declaration, peace be still. And the winds and the waves obeyed his command. My brothers and sisters, uh, it it is a challenge for us to get to a place where we understand that we can have peace no matter what's going on around us. That, That quiet assurance rooted in our relationship with God that everything is going to be all right and what is out of my control i can rest in the fact that i know everything is in god's control john sixteen thirty three reads i have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows but take heart because i have overcome the world listen to what jesus says he says on earth you will have many trials and sorrows some of them will be self-inflicted but many of them will not be by your own hand it will be those things that are brought to you by friends and family members or the suffering that they're going through that will affect you in your spirit he says you will have many trials and sorrows in this world but you can still have peace in him come on somebody put that in the chat and say amen for peace amen for peace romans 8 28 and we know that god causes everything the new living translation says to work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose for them this is the peace that settles the mind, strengthens the will, and establishes the heart. Let me say it again. This is the peace that settles the mind, strengthens the will, and establishes the heart. Thank God for that peace that Jesus makes available for you and for me. Here's the second thing. Number two, you need to realize true peace is rooted in your relationship with jesus christ you need to realize true peace is rooted in your relationship with jesus christ ephesians chapter 2 beginning at verse 13 but now in christ jesus you who were once were far off have been brought near by the blood of christ for he himself is our peace who has made us who were far off and peace to those who were near. Uh, Jesus teaches us and lets us know that if we really want peace, it doesn't start and end with getting right what's going on around us. It really starts and ends with making sure we have the right relationship with God on the inside. That when I am... uh, so to speak, anchored in the Lord. When my soul is anchored in God, I can have peace. Now, here's the problem. For many of you who are believers who are listening right now, when you exercise faith in Jesus Christ, you experienced peace with God. You are no longer an enemy of God. You are no longer at enmity with God. You now are a child of God and you have peace with God. But just because you have the peace with God doesn't mean you are exercising and walking in the peace of God. It's almost as if you have the relationship and you have the right but you're not exercising that right, so you're not benefiting from that relationship. I want to submit to somebody today that the peace of God is available for you right now. If you do not know the Lord Jesus, you can't have the peace of God until you get peace with God. But if you know the Lord and you have peace with God, then I submit to you that you have to make a decision to walk in and exercise the peace of God in your life. See, the peace of God is always rooted in the reconciliation of relationship. Our relationship first with God And then our relationship with ourselves before we can really have peace with other people. Can can I tell you something? It's hard to have peace with somebody else when you don't have peace in your own spirit. (laughs) Listen, I I can think back to a friend of mine who uh, was telling me that uh, he got into an argument with his wife or rather his wife got in an argument with him and, and the argument made no sense. And and she continued to argue, and and I said, well, what did you say to your wife? And he said, well, I just told her, you're going to have to have this argument by yourself because I'm not going to participate in this. So if you determine to argue, I'm going to let you argue with yourself. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. If you don't have peace within yourself, you're not going to have peace with somebody else. And even if you negotiate and you agree to the peace terms, As long as there is unrest rising within you, there will never be continued and permanent peace with somebody else. Your peace first has to start with God, and then peace must exist within yourself in order for you to export to others the peace that God has deposited in you. So so it comes down to you having peace with God and the peace of God. So that you can have peace within yourself and you have the ability to have peace with other people look at romans chapter 5 beginning at verse 1 therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace there it is with god through our lord jesus christ through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Go to Romans 15 verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that the power of the Holy Spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. May the God of of hope, may the God of hope, may the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace. Somebody put in the chat, fill me with peace. God, fill me with peace. I want want peace. I want that assurance, that that confidence in God despite whatever's going on around me. Here's the third and final thing I want to share with you. Number three, you need to do everything you can to have God's peace rule over your life. You need to do everything you can to have God's peace rule over your life. Do you really want God's peace in your life? Here's what I submit to you. You have to make up in your mind that peace is going to be non-negotiable. In other words, you have to claim your peace— and then do whatever you need to do to allow the peace with God and the peace of God to rule over your life despite what other people do. In other words, don't let other people cause you to give up your peace. I don't wanna give up my peace, I refuse to negotiate with anything or anybody over my peace of mind, over my peace in my home, over my peace in my spirit. I'm going to do everything I can to let the peace with God and the peace of God rule over my life. What do we need to do? Look at A, love God's word. Love God's word. Spend time in God's word. Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. Great peace have those who love your law, who love your word. Nothing can make them stumble. Uh, w- one of the most peaceful times for me is is waking up early in the morning. I tend to get up before uh, my wife gets up, and and just to spend some time in the Word of God. Not not studying uh, for a sermon, even though there are times that sermonic nuggets will drop into my spirit. But but just reading the Word, just to allow the Word of God to give me. Uh, something positive and peaceful to start my day. Can I I tell you something? Man, it's hard to really experience the peace of God when you are perpetually inundated with the troubles of men. You've got to anchor yourself. Before you pick up the newspaper and start reading about what's wrong and what's right in the world, man, anchor yourself in the Word of God love God's word. B, if you want to have the peace of God rule over your life, here's the second thing to do. B, pray about everything instead of worrying. Pray about everything instead of worrying. Philippians 4 verse 6, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want you to see the relationship between praying to God and having the peace of God activated in your life. See, the truth of the matter is, when we are at the place where we are experiencing the less peace, the least amount of peace, typically for me, I'm not talking about you, for me, I'm typically at the place where I am praying the least. It's almost like for me, there's a correlation between how much I pray and how much peace I have. Because in my praying, I am reminding myself of who I am and whose I am, and I am reminding myself that I have somebody bigger than I I have, than I am, to fight on my behalf. When I pray, I am reminding myself that I am no longer focusing on the size of my problems, but instead I am focusing on the size of my God. When I pray, I turn it over to God, and when I turn it over to God, I let God handle it, and I stop worrying about it. Now, I've got to be careful not to go back and pick it back up in my mind and in my spirit. But I'm telling you, there's a correlation between peace and prayer. It's hard to have peace when you're trying to handle everything yourself. But when you recognize that you do what you can and you trust God to do what you can't I tell you peace is more readily available than you may realize Here's see stay spiritually focused on God stay spiritually focused on God stay spiritually minded look at Romans chapter 8 verse 6 so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. How many times do you lose peace when you allow your mind to be controlled by something other than the Holy Spirit? But when you allow the Holy Spirit, when you focus on the Holy Spirit controlling your mind, God says it leads to life and peace. Have you ever heard anybody say, man, I was out of my mind? Or I lost my mind? Or, you know, I just blacked out. I, I just blanked. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did. It's because at that moment they lost control and the Spirit sure didn't have control of their mind. He says, let the Spirit control your mind, and that will lead to life and peace. Look at Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Colossians three fifteen, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Romans 8, chapter 6, we said it. Earlier, you've got to set your mind not on the flesh but on the spirit and let the spirit of God give you life and peace. My brothers and sisters, if you are searching for peace and you don't know Jesus, the first step to getting to the place where you can have the peace of God, is to make sure you have peace with God. But if you have peace with God, if you are saved, then I submit to you that you have to make a decision now to focus on the peace of God ruling over your life. And it's so easy. Can I tell you something as I get ready to close? It's so easy to let the devil distract you, let situations and circumstances pull your mind and trouble your spirit. I mean, man, we we have spent the last year being pulled, being tossed. We have spent the last year having stuff come at us, and it's like one thing after another. And just when you think, you know what, it can't get any worse, man, it gets worse. But I submit to you, it is at those times when we feel like we've hit rock bottom, We need to recognize that the rock at the bottom is Jesus. And let's focus on him. Love his word. Pray instead of worrying. And stay focused on him. Keep your mind spiritually focused. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep you and abide within you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. I pray now that your word has found fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people. Thank you for the availability of your peace. And I pray now that as believers, we will do what is necessary to access that peace, to live in that peace, to not give away that peace, but to walk in it. I thank you for today. I thank you for those who have been blessed near and far. Touch as only you can. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was walking through the airport one day and I saw a book on a shelf. And the title of the book was, If People Are Driving You Crazy, Take Away the Keys. Somebody may say, you know what? That person knows how to push my button. Well, stop giving them your button to push. Claim your peace and protect your peace. God has made it available and you can access it, but you have to work to keep it. If you need the Lord in your life, I wanna give you an opportunity today to say yes to the Lord. If you wanna become a Christian, a Christ follower if, if you want to make Jesus Christ your savior and Lord uh, I want to give you an opportunity to do it I'm not talking about religion I'm not talking about rituals routines or rules I'm talking about a relationship with the God who loves you so much he loves you where you are but he loves you so much he doesn't want to leave you there he wants to make something beautiful out of your life and if you know him In terms of salvation, I want to encourage you to grow in him in terms of your sanctification and make that greater commitment to the Lord. Now, if you need Jesus in your life, I want you to click on the button that says, I want to become a Christian, but how? And if you want to accept Christ, you click on that button, and we'll walk you through the process of how to ask the Lord into your life. It's really not a difficult process. It's just a commitment of your heart that we believe should result in a change in your life. If you know the Lord and you wanna grow in the Lord, I wanna give you an opportunity to become part of our church family. And if you would like to become part of our church family on the digital platform, you can do so. Just click on the link that says, uh, I want to join the church. And we will walk you through that process. We, we have a big announcement coming up. And uh, I, I'm so excited about the opportunity I just got word this week that we are being watched now in 132 different countries, 132 different countries around the world, and man, I want to help you. Be the salt and light that God has called you to be wherever you're watching and whenever you're watching. Some people watch on Sunday, some on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day of the week. We have people who are watching on a variety of platforms. And I want to thank you again for the privilege of your time. And I want to encourage you. If you need prayer, man, I would love to pray for you. Our staff, every week when we meet, we, we cover our prayer requests in prayer. Uh, If you have a special need, a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. I want to thank you for your giving. Those of you who would like to worship the Lord in giving, if you haven't already, there are six ways that you can give on the digital platform. And I want to thank our members and our uh, ministry partners, those of you who are just partnering with us because God has blessed you through this ministry and I want you to know God is doing a great work through our church hundreds of people are are being touched thousands of people being fed uh, the addressing of food insecurities Um, and listen I've got to say this to you I've got to say this to you I've, I've been working really really hard to get the vaccine available to underserved communities and people Um, I need you to know, first of all, I've gotten both of my shots. I've gotten both of my vaccines. I got the Moderna vaccine and um, felt a little something uh, after the first shot, not much. Uh, Felt more after the second shot. Both my wife and I and several of our our staff members uh, who met the criteria were able to get the vaccine and and everybody's doing great. And there's a level of peace and, and confidence that you have now, I'm not running out without masks. I want you to know I'm still not doing a lot of uh, things out in the public, um, but I am governing myself according to the CDC guidelines. I, I want to encourage you to get your shot. I, I know there there's some of you who may be watching and you may be questioning. And, and listen, let me just say this, because, you know, I, I respect those who have an opinion and say, you know, I don't want to get a shot. I'm, I'm going to do it the natural way. And I get it and I understand it. But for those of you who are saying, well, you know, they experimented on black people in Tuskegee. Let me say something to you. We we get vaccines all the time. Um, I I have the mark on my arm from the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine that I got as a kid. Uh, Our children get vaccines before they go to school, right? I mean, so we've we've moved past that. And the truth of the matter is, um, white people are getting the vaccine at a disproportionately higher rate than black people. Now, some of that I think may be due to the digital divide. Uh, Some of that may be due to accessibility. Uh, Some of that may be due to the fact that many in the anti-vaccine community don't want black and brown people to get the vaccine. They don't want us to get the vaccine, they want us to die. So let me be very, very honest with you. The two groups that have been severely and adversely affected by this propaganda, African-American people and the Orthodox Jewish community. They, they literally, these anti-vacciners correlated getting the vaccine to go into a concentration camp, right? I mean, that, that's how demonic this plot is. Um, we're working hard to be able to bring the vaccine on our church campus for our community. Our target zip codes 421 and for people in the urban core. Here's what I want you to do. If you are interested in getting a vaccine, I want you right now to go to our website goodhope.org and you will see prominently displayed there a registration or an interest in getting the vaccine. I want you to give us your name, your information, email, phone number, so that we can show that there is an interest and a need in our community. If you don't have the internet, you can just call our church office, 713-524-6578. 713-524-6578. If no one answers the phone, leave your name, uh, email, your phone number, whatever information you have and we're going to work really really hard we're right there on the verge of being able to offer the vaccine on our campus for people in our community this is not a drive-through event this is for people to come in and park people to walk up in our community and be able to get the vaccine i want to help you get the vaccine right now uh, it looks like we're going to get the moderna vaccine but if something changes And we get Johnson & Johnson all the the better, all right? So make sure you go to our website goodhope.org and register there or call us 713-524-6578 and let us know you are interested in getting the vaccine and how many people you have. We wanna get as many people vaccinated as soon as possible. Man, wouldn't, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to come back. Now, I don't know how many of you are going to go back to church, but wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to get this vaccine and be able to come back to church and be able to fellowship with family members and friends? It would be a great, great thing to get some sense of normalcy back into our community. Now, next week, Palm Sunday and the church anniversary. 149th church anniversary of the good old missionary baptist church and we are going to celebrate parking lot praise style parking lot praise so make sure you let us know you're coming parking lot praise we're gonna have service at 8 and at 10 on the parking lot if you want to bring your lawn chairs you can do that we're still going to do a level of physical distancing but you'll have a chance to see people and fellowship with people even if it's from a distance every night monday through friday we will have holy week services monday tuesday and thursday night we will have uh, uh, pastors and ministers preaching wednesday night we'll celebrate our children on friday good friday 12 noon and 7 p.m we'll have the seven last words offered at 12 and at 7. We have brothers who will be sharing at 12 noon. We have the sisters who will be sharing at 7 p.m. on Friday, and every morning, if the Lord says the same, I'll be doing a Holy Week devotional. It's going to be a packed, packed week. Oh, man, let me tell you this, Saturday, April the 3rd, Saturday, April the 3rd, we're going to have a petting zoo here for our children. Man, we've got Uh, llamas coming. We've got ducks. We've got uh, chickens. We've got a a mini donkey. We've got all kinds of animals, goats, uh, sheep that are coming, and they'll be here outside on our campus for the children to be able to see them and learn about those animals. That's going to be Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So there's a lot going on. Go to our website, goodhope.org and check it out. All right. Last but not least, God is doing something wonderful in you. God is doing something wonderful in me. And if you don't believe God is doing something wonderful in you, then it's time for you to let him do something wonderful in you. All right. God bless you and God be with you is my prayer.